Patty, put your hands up. Put your hands. <laughs> Do you remember in high school when we were trying to write a speech for graduation and we quoted that Rihanna song? <laughs> <laughs> no. Remember, we said just like Rihanna and Ti said, "Live your life." A a a. I would have cried as he said that on stage. Remember, and we had to audition, and we said it. We had to say it like in a room full of teachers, and they did not choose us to be. <laughs> I don't remember that. I do not remember that. Really? We no. had to audition in front of like a whole bunch of teachers and the principal. I auditioned with you. Yeah, and they chose not to go with our speech. Oh no. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. Maybe it was the rejection and it just... <laughs> maybe it's the shame, maybe it's repressed. <laughs> and like, I don't think you and I seriously wanted to do a speech. I think we just wanted to like have fun. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something we would do. And it was a silly speech. Like, it was just about, like, hey, guys, have fun in the real world. God, I'm so curious about what we wrote now. I can't remember it at all. <laughs> Me too. All I remember is the quoting Rihanna part. Because <laughs> yeah, we did, we yeah, even did yeah. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so stupid. <sighs> that was so fucked up if they picked us just so that we were forced to read that out loud. <laughs> I don't even remember their reactions when we were reading it. <laughs> like, I don't know if they laughed or if they were like, uh... I, I have no clue. I assume it was the latter of those, because I can't remember it at all. <laughs> You're gonna have I, a nightmare tonight I think about I've repressed it, it yeah. <laughs> What if we did, like, we got high, and then we learned about stuff, and then we taught each other about what we learned about? That sounds amazing. It's because I call it high class. Because we're high class ladies. And because it's also going to be class where we're learning, but everyone's high. Yeah. And everyone's invited. Yeah, they're not going to want to be tardy for this party. <laughs> Glasses in session. Episode 10 of the High Class Podcast, guys. Can you believe it? We're at episode 10 already. 10? That's a decade. We've been doing this for a decade. <laughs> That's 10 years. We started when we were in our 20s. That's right. <laughs> the first episode was filmed when we were 20 years old. <laughs> Look at that. 10 episodes. That's double digits. This is the big time, baby. That's true. Does that mean we have to do something special? I think so. I think we have to take so many drugs this episode. Yeah, we should probably take extra. <laughs> oh, but I got really high on the last one where we were doing the, <laughs> the ships. Oh, that was a fun one. I wonder what we'll have today. I can't, I can't remember too much of that episode. <laughs> it's not important. You can listen to it. It'll yeah, be like you've true. never heard it. True, true. <laughs> It'll exactly be like that. Let's see, do we have any morning announcements? Um, we'd really appreciate...
appreciate it if you guys could give our Instagram a follow and leave us feedback and comments and stuff on our podcast because we've never done this before, guys. We yeah. need all the help we can get. Yeah. Um, what do they say? Like, rate, and, and subscribe. subscribe. Do all of those. Only comment if you have positive feedback, I feel. You've um, got to you've gotta lurse us. <laughs> lurse us. Do you know what that means, Lillian? Mm-hmm. Lurse. It like, sounds... rate, subscribe. <laughs> oh, I do like that. You gotta lurse. Please lurse us. Oh, it's... we just started something. Look yeah, at that. That's, that's gonna be merch for sure. Lurse. Lurse. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, follow the Instagram. Love our Instagram. We post cute little animations now. That's been exciting. Oh, and don't we have a TikTok now, Lillian? We do. We do have a TikTok, and I believe it's the same handle as the Instagram. Let me just double check. I don't have a TikTok because I don't trust the Chinese. <laughs> Linda, you are Chinese. Every time I look at myself in the mirror, I just go, don't do it. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> our, our TikTok and our Instagram are the same handle, guys. So it's at the high class pod. Give us a follow there and uh, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, the TikTok. Lillian's <laughs> gone. We'll have to edit this out. I wonder if Lillian's going to listen to this. I guess I want to eat my ravioli. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, oh you're no, back, Lily. What'd you I do? Ac- I accidentally muted myself. <laughs> <laughs> what were you? What were we talking about? Okay. What? Anyways, we have Instagram and TikTok, and they're the same handle. So at the High Class Pod for both, and our TikTok is gonna have our little animations on it too. So it's beautiful, exciting. Also, guys. I really love the brand Groon, and Groon, if you're listening, we could be buddies, you know? I feel like we could really have a good relationship going, like, we're high class, you're a classy brand, we could make this work, so, you know. Hit us back, swipe, is it swipe left, or swipe, swipe right? right? Swipe right, swipe right, don't swipe left, swipe right on us, swipe, swipe right, oh my god. <laughs> Or they could swipe up and super like us. Oh, yeah, do that for us. Please, Groon. Please, Groon. <laughs> like, this has become too desperate. Mm-mm. You're right. <laughs> Let's play it cool. Like, yeah, Groon's cool or whatever. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're all right, you know. I like their packaging. Yeah, the shapes of their cool. stuff are all right. Now we <laughs> ignore them for, like, a month. <laughs> yeah, we know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Let's play mind games until they give in. Oh, cool, Cola. <laughs> Um, do we have any topics that we want to put in our topic box? Hmm. Oh, I wanted to add wizards. Wizards? Yeah, I'm... Oh, re- it's the Salem Witch Trials! Okay, I'm going to put both in. Yeah. And also, who is that guy? The... Do you know what that thing was called where it was like the book that that dude, something Kramer used to like kill witches i mm. have no clue what you're seeing no <laughs> mm. hmm. Hmm. 
Maleficarium. That's what it is. What is that? So Heinrich Kramer was. Heinrich Kramer. Mm-hmm. It's H E I N R I C H and Kramer, like from Seinfeld. Kramer. <laughs> Heinrich Kramer. Okay. So we have Heinrich Kramer, the Salem Witch Trials, mm -hmm. and Wizards. See, I'm um, reading Harry Potter again, so I'm kind of in this magical space right now, you know? <laughs> nice, nice. Would you? Are you going to play that Harry Potter game? You can be an actual wizard. <laughs> no, I don't want to play a game. Hmm. I see how gonna, it is. Are you gonna play a game? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not playing that game. It's sixty dollars and I'm poor. <laughs> let's let's eat our edibles. Yeah, you're right. What are you eating today, Lily? Well, I'm eating Groon. I know, mm. I know, I'm obsessed with them. But this time, I'm actually eating their gummies, which are called sugar-coated pearls. It's pomegranate flavored, and it's actually a hybrid, and it has CBD and THC in it, and the ratio is 4 to 1, so it's got a lot of CBD in it. But they are so cute. I love the packaging, and they're very squishy, these cute little gummy pearls. You know what they look, remind me of? They remind me of Orbeez. Like if somebody took an Orby and dunked it in some like mm. um, sugar and then froze them, but they're squishy still. Man, they are so good. It looks mm. good. I want to try. Mail some mm. over. It'll last. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not illegal or anything. <laughs> Dude, they taste so good. Yeah, they, taste... they look good. Mm. They taste... um. Kind of like, um, like a icy, but a little sour. Mmm. Oh my god, I haven't had an icy in so long, but I love, yeah, I love getting good. them at the movie theaters. Me too. Oh, I really want to go good. see Barbie. But Me too. And Barbie. Oppenheimer. I know. I both. My husband doesn't want to go see it, but he said he'd go see Barbie, which it titillizes me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Barbie so bad. It looks really good. It has a good cast too. Um, what what are you munching on over there? Okay, hold on. You know what? For the tenth episode, maybe we do do a little bit of extra. You know? Extra what? Extra edible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's celebrate let's, this let's milestone go. of 10. Yeah, let's do it. This is going to be so exciting to edit. Okay, I'm redoing my bit. So I'm having... Oh, good thing I'm redoing it because it's not called Symphony. It's called Sublime. <laughs> and yeah, it, Symphony is Hershey's, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. But it kind of reminds me of that. But it's like, it's actually really, really good. It tastes just like the cookies and cream Hershey's uh, chocolate bar. Oh man, that's my favorite chocolate bar. It's mine too, but it, it's, it's so very, good. very good. It's creamy, it's yummy. There's actual pieces of Oreo in it, so, you know, it's it's pretty good. Nice. And I'm sad. <gasps> I'm almost out. It's our 10th episode. I'm, gonna but I'm having a, half. I'm going to eat a pip as well. 
So I'm eating two different Gruen products this episode. So Gruen, <laughs> um... <laughs> Sorry, this, I'm choking on my it, spit. This is how much Lily loves you, Gruen. She's eating two of your products today. Wow, nice. Pigs mm. and pearls. Oh, God, you're going to hear the crunch because I freeze them because it's so hot in this state. Um, Ten points to Gryffindor if you can guess what state I live in. Arizona. Ask for the listeners of Lillian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read an article that all of those like big cactuses are actually dying because it's so hot. Yeah, Cactuses there's like are dying because of how hot it is. That's it's, wild. It's actually quite sad because the birds walk around with their mouths open because they're so hot. How sad. Mm -hmm. That's okay. too much. So I have a. I just ate feel sublime and it's really really good. Feel mm -hmm. sublime. Mm. Quite All right. Good. Well. We are extra medicated for our 10th episode. I think it's time we choose our topic. Yeah, I agree. Let's go. I'm trying to pull a paper out of the hat. I'm shaking our box. Da, 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 da. Drum roll, please. <laughs> I'm getting really good at that. I'm going to try to pick one at the bottom. All right. I kind of fished God, for this please one. Please not Elon Musk. <laughs> Let's Ow. see what it is. Hit my funny bone. Ooh, interesting. Are you ready? I'm ready. Mount Everest. Oh. Ooh, that'll be interesting. You know what's interesting? What? Is we reached this milestone of 10 episodes. Oh. And you know what? That is that is a mountain we have summited. And it just feels fitting that the 10th episode is a large mountain to summit. Very true. Yeah, it's actually so very true. And you know so what's funny? Sense. I have a morbid curiosity about, or I, I did. No, I still do. I had a morbid curiosity about, like, all the people that have died climbing Everest. So I actually was just watching a documentary on it, like, two weeks ago. So. Yeah, don't they, like, leave the dead bodies up there? Yeah, and there's been some, like, really, like, really sad deaths on there. But Ooh, it's just... But there's also a lot of, like, um, some things that you wouldn't think about going on in Everest, too. And, like, they have that whole blizzard there and global warming, like, fucking shit up up there, too. It's crazy. Mm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, guys, yeah. episode 10, we took extra edible... And we're going extra high today as we climb the knowledge tower of Mount Everest. Why yeah, did I say it like that? High <laughs> altitude for high class. Exactly. <laughs> Trying to get your oxygen mask on. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> you're going to need the extra O2 because... We're cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we're oh too high this episode. Oh, no, I liked we're cool because cool has two O's. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, you had to explain that one to me. I didn't get it. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's study. Let's get this. Study All right. On. All right. 
Time to study. Wow, studying is so hard. Yeah, I wonder what we'll learn. We're back again, and we're Everest. Get it? Because we're high. <laughs> yeah. One could say we're in the dead zone. I'm research about that. I don't know what that is. And I don't like it when you make me feel stupid. And I'm going to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That escalated really fast. <laughs> it did. This is... This is our 10th episode, though, you know? It's like, we gotta be 10 times as big, you know? 10 times higher, 10 times funnier, 10 times cooler, 10 times... I think I'm really channeling my inner Ted, Tim Robinson, because I was about to go, 10 times cooler, 10 times... <laughs> like that one episode, where he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's getting so distracted. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> number 10, even episode, that's moi. Yeah, that's you. That's moi. Just call me Manny. Get it? Manny moi. Manny makeup artist. Manny on YouTube. Nope. Alright, guys. <laughs> she doesn't watch YouTube, guys. What a loser, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Me and all six of our followers are bullying you right now, Lillian. How does it feel? It hurts. <laughs> uh, okay, we're done bullying you. Let me teach you about everything I know about Everest. Now, I think my notes don't make sense because they jump around a lot. But mine too. It's, it's just okay. because everything you jump like you read everest and then you bump into something you're like the fuck is that and then you go look at it and then you're like oh that's what this is then you bounce back to what you're looking at and you're like that 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 and it's like yeah. over and over mm -hmm. it's 100 percent like, yeah it's like ping ponging it's crazy yeah, yeah it's that an was insane experience as well so yeah, uh, i feel you I well I tried my best to, you know, group it together. We'll see how this works. I have five minutes to spit everything I know. How about it? Just kidding. <laughs> read. I speed read everything I wrote. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Okay, okay. Oh, For real God. now. <laughs> so I read about Mount Everest. So did you. Mm -hmm. And here's some general information about Mount Everest. It's okay. the highest mountain range above. Lillian, finish that sentence. Sea level. Good job. A plus. Yes. It's in the Maha... Hmm. What did I write? <laughs> Mahahanger, Mahahanger, Himal subrange of the Himalayas. Mm. It's the the Chinese nipple. Uh, nope, the <gasps> China Nepalese border. No, <laughs> 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 I fucked that up so bad. I almost choked. I was eating a donut. <laughs> 
episode by the way like I say did you know and did I, you know I, I never do <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, anyways the Mount Everest is named after a dude uh, like an English guy who originally didn't even want this mountain to be named after him because he was like the people in India because it was an English expedition and they lived in India and India kind of was like boss of this region, I guess. Mm -hmm. But he was like, the people in India can't even say the word Everest. Don't you think the name should be something that's easier for the Indians to pronounce since, you know, it belongs to them. And everybody was like, like if they're in a meeting room, uh. <laughs> Mr. Everest said that. And his name was actually Everest, by the way, but that changed now. Um, but all the people in the meeting room were just like looking at Mr. Everest and they're like, uh, so yeah. And then they turn their chairs and continue talking. And they're like, so yeah, I think the name uh, Mount Everest is actually a dope ass name and we should ignore everything that guy just said and go for it. And they did. <laughs> so that's how his name became Mount Everest. Its elevation is 8,000 <laughs> Who am I kidding? Actually, you know what? This is for our one European listener or Canadian oh. listener. Its elevation is 8,848.86 meters. In English, I'm sorry, in freedom <laughs> units, that's 29,031 feet, eight and a half inches. <laughs> In freedom units? Yeah. <laughs> in freedom units. Also oh, boy. called inches. <laughs> Feet and inches. Um, oh, and then I thought, you know what? Does the average American even know what that is in their heads? And I was like, I sure as fuck don't. So I translated that number into a number that makes more sense. Are you ready for this? Yeah. That number is about 81 football fields long. Wow. Yeah, so like imagine that and that's Mount Everest. Nearly a hundred football fields. Yeah, it's almost just just under that by like nineteen. <laughs> wow, that's that's big. Yeah, that's big. And get this. I'm about to nerd out, you don't even know. So like Mount Everest <laughs> Mount Everest is so tall that it totally absolutely 100% penetrates the troposphere <laughs> then that? it's like a, a one of the layers of stratosphere or a layer of atmosphere around earth there's a couple of them um and then it's 
Liam's like, what? What is? What is the troposphere? It's yeah, like it's like it's like stratosphere. At, it oh, no, the ozone layer, you know, um, and then you don't know what the ozone layer is. <laughs> I, I, I know it's a layer, but I don't know how far away it is. I don't know how thick it is. It's, it's out just, there. Like, you stick your hands out there, and you imagine them stretching. That's the ozone layer out there. Yeah, it's very unclear. That doesn't help. How many football fields is it? Do I look like a woman that knows how big a football field is? Because I will tell you, I still don't know what 81 football fields looks like. Because guess what? I watch football. Because you know why? The game fucking sucks. Okay? The game fucking sucks. It's nothing but commercials. People who play it become more violent and become, like, more angry as they play longer. And it's just a bad game. Okay, then. <laughs> Okay, we were at the Chinese okay. nipple. Oh, yep, got really distracted there. The Chinese nipple border. Nope, we're past that actually. <laughs> you just wanted to say Chinese nipple, which <laughs> you're a pervert, <laughs> and I'm suing you for sexual assault. I had to cough, and I pulled it away. <laughs> Good job. My ears only hurt a little. Oh. Boy. <laughs> Um, anyways, it penetrates the troposphere and the stratosphere. The stratosphere is where airplanes fly. So, hmm. you've been in a plane. When it starts to level, that's the stratosphere. It's above hmm. where weather happens. Oh, see, that helps. That makes me understand. There you go. It's above the clouds. <laughs> okay, that helps. <laughs> and the summit is... Uh, or there's been 6,871 or so summits up to Mount Everest as of now. And of those 6,871 summits, they were done by 4,042 people. So a lot of people doing dozens of summits. Ah, uh, yes. Like all the guides and stuff. Yes, exactly. And all the, like, Everest nerds that are like, not just once, not just twice, I'm gonna go three times! And you're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, this, this, uh, this mountain is also so high that the freaking jet stream, the thing that travels around the world and gives our ocean currents, the currents and stuff, mm -hmm. and our weather... The jet stream actually, you can touch the jet stream when you're on Everest. What does it feel like? Like a big blast of fucking wind. Oh. <laughs> it's a jet stream, so. How fast does it go? Uh, they said they can record up to from 100 miles per hour winds all the way up to 200 mile per hour winds. Whoa. If the wind gets really bad, if it starts storming. Wow, like, that's intense. Yeah, you just know someone got their ass blown off Mount Everest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like a big old gust, and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, I shouldn't laugh because there's so many dead bodies on Everest. But the image of a big blast of wind just picking someone up and some guy just going, oh, shit, and just, like, flying off a mountain. 
But in my head, he makes it back to the mountain. Okay, so. Jesus. <laughs> I, I got so distracted. <laughs> um. Anyways, there's like two summits up to Everest. You can summit from the southeast in Nepal. You can also summit from the north in Tibet, and I think that's considered like the harder one. Oh. Um. Uh, there's like a place called the Kumbu Icefall. I'm not, I was going to talk about it. I did a lot of notes on it, but I'm going to just tell you it's a big ass crack of ice in that mountain and base camp is just below it. So this Kumbu ice crack gets a little bigger. So the Sherpas and stuff have to, it's, it's, when you look at pictures of Everest, it's literally that picture where people have to cross on a ladder. That's the Kumbu Icefall. And due to global warming, that shelf or that ice fall is actually getting so wide now and becoming so insecure because all the ice is melting and stuff that they are thinking about moving the uh, Mount Everest base camp down uh, to a lower altitude because of it. Wow, so the hike would be even further. Yes, yeah, so the hike would be further. And it's just a... Uh, the fort from the, the icefall, it's like one of the more dangerous parts of the climb. 44 oh. people have died in that crevice from between 1953 and 2016. Yeah, and it's like so deep that you can't find them. Um, and you like can't retrieve their bodies either, so it's like crazy sad. And then, but oddly enough, there's been no deaths there from 2017 to 2021. Hmm. But uh, yeah. Um, let's see. In 20 or 1924, there was an expedition made by George Mallory and Andrew Irving. They attempted to summit. It was like their third time, but on the final attempt, they did not come back. And there's like this huge mystery, like debate of whether or not his team actually summited but died on the ascent. So oh. nobody knows whether or not to be like, yeah, we think they summited first, or be like, eh, let's just assume uh, they didn't summit. I so. See. <clears throat> I ended up watching a documentary on this guy, so I was reading about him, and I was like, his name sounds familiar. So there's this video on YouTube that I watched, like, a couple months ago, and it was about the discovery of George Mallory's body. So they Whoa. found his 1924 frozen body, you know, on the side of the mountain, and they found him, and he was totally mummified by the weather and the earth on him, and they lifted the shirt tag, and it had his name on it, so they were like, oh my god, we found him. Whoa. Um, but they were like, they looked at his skeleton, and they saw, like, a broken bone, and they are like, oh, it kind of looks like he slid off the cliff face of the mountain and broke his leg, but couldn't get back up. Oof. But yeah, that video's on YouTube if people want to look it up. It's quite interesting. But they found him in 1999. So his Yay. body was there for several wars. If you think about it. It's yeah. a long time. That's the way to put it. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, in 1953, the next group that was like a confirmed uh, ascent was called Tenzing Norgay and Edmund Hillary. No relation to Clinton. And it was the first documented <laughs> ascent using the Southeast route. What, what about Swank? Is there a relation there? <laughs> Edmund Swank. Edmund. 
smooth joke. I'm so proud of that one. It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, the next one was in 1960 by a guy, a Chinese team called Wang Fuzhou, Gampo, and Chi Yinghua. They were the first. That felt so Chinese. I mean, they are Chinese, so I guess I'm not surprised. <laughs> And you're um, Chinese, yeah, so it's felt weird. <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> <laughs> but they were the first reported ascent from the north ridge of the Himalayas. And then they're saying And then I was reading about it and I was like, you know what? I'm reading a lot about all these fucking like dudes that are climbing these mountains, but these people didn't climb these mountains on their own. Like they had Sherpas. Yeah. So if these people made it, then obviously their Sherpas made it. So how come we don't ever see what their Sherpas names are? You know, how mm -hmm. come we don't celebrate these Sherpas that everything that is hinging on? You know, yeah. the Sherpas are the ones that have been carrying down the bodies on the mountains, you know, mm -hmm. and we all know that there's like tons of people that die on Everest. And every single time one's recovered, it's always because a Sherpa carried them down. Mm -hmm. But as an aside, I also found out that Sherpas are actually built different. Like, that thing that cringe alpha males, alpha males don't fucking exist. And if you believe they do, you should probably stop listening right now, because I'm about to rip you a new one. But anyways, so, there's... <coughs> <laughs> choked on, choked on something. But I found out Sherpas are actually built different. Like, they, they're built ge genetically, they're built to be able to hold more oxygen and yeah. be able to breathe bigger and stuff like, or breathe deeper and collect more oxygen from the atmosphere around them. So yeah, they're yeah. like built different. So despite having this genetic advantage, these Sherpas are 10 times more likely to die or get hurt at work than a commercial fisherman. Yeah. So it's like pretty crazy. Their job is deemed by the U United States uh, Department of Commerce and stuff to be the most dangerous job. Did, did I say dangerous? Dangerous. <laughs> the you most the most dangerous job outside of like military duty. That time I heard dangerous. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> It's in my head now, and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> but it was determined by the U.S. government to be literally the most dangerous job to have outside of actually being in the fucking military, where mm. your life is literally to hold guns. So, I don't know, man. And the Sherpas don't make any fucking money doing their jobs, but they have all the fucking work. They ha uh, sometimes travel with, like, Western guides, you know, the ones that are being paid to, like, protect and communicate with the, the client. Yeah. And those people are paid, like, in the article I was reading, they're saying that those people are getting paid like 50k to be there. And yeah. granted, they live in the US or in like a European part of the country where the cost of living is a lot higher. But the Sherpas are getting paid like sometimes if it's a good company, they get paid $6,000. And yeah. sometimes they only get paid like $1,000 for an ascent, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like you're making that much more money compared to somebody who's doing more work than you and is doing it at a higher risk than you. So I was just reading about the Sherpas and dang, those people are freaking tough. Yeah. So 
I was reading about some guy. This was on uh, outsideonline.com by a dude named Rissin, uh, Grayson Schaefer. Mm-hmm. So he was following the lives of a couple Sherpas, and he kind of determined that Sherpas, uh, when every time you climb and stuff, you put yourself further and further at risk of becoming maimed because you can lose body parts due to frostbite. Mm-hmm. And then they're saying, like, uh, they also are at like a higher risk of getting blood clots and strokes because uh, high altitudes for long periods of time can clot your blood. Oh. So a lot of the Sherpas and stuff may not be dying in actual accidents. A lot of them do like fall off and die, but yeah. a lot of them are getting hurt or maimed or crippled because they're having strokes as they're climbing Everest and then they're unable to get down in a timely manner, you know, the people literally are trained on Everest to walk past the people who are, you know, hurt because you don't have time to stop for them. You only have so-and-so much oxygen. So yeah. So it's like they, they're being left on these base camps or these camps and stuff waiting for a team to either communicate with outside that they need help or for your team to be like, okay, we're going to make an ascent first, and then we're going to come back for you. It's like, what? That's fucked up. Yeah. So, there's like, the, the just reading about some of those Sherpas and stuff, there's one that was called Chawang Nima, and he was making, he was freelancing, and he was making $1,000 per trip that he was doing. And he his job was to fix the ropes on the trails, which are the trails that they use to make sure that they know the path up the mountain. Yeah. He would hammer in nails and stuff to, and go fix ropes, set up ladders and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he was standing on a piece of ground, not knowing that the ground is made of, like, you know when... <clears throat> snow comes and it blows off your roof and then it gets frozen mm-hmm. and it, it's, it stays there and it's pretty solid but when you put any weight on it it just falls Yeah. so he was standing on one of those and he was just hammering into the side of the mountain trying to push like put in a nail and the whole thing just fell like Ugh. just collapsed with him on it and he was actually tethered to somebody else but because of all the falling ice around him they think that cut through the, all the rope and actually protected the the second Sherpa who was tied to him Dang. but he like fell through and died <clears throat> and it, he also was like when he died he was a lot of these Sherpas are the sole breadwinners of their families mm-hmm. so when he died his wife was like mourning the loss of her husband but also you know stressed as fuck because now they have no money like yeah. the annual income of that village that he was from was like $400 or something like that $540 mm-hmm. but his his wife is like mourning him and his company that he was working for they had to she had to wait for like a year and a half for them to be like yeah yeah your your uh your husband died from like a work-related incident that's pretty sad so we'll we'll help you you know but it's like by then she had already spent more money taking care of like his funeral and stuff than like anything else so it's it it's just like they don't make any money and they also don't get paid anything if they die so their spouses are just kind of fucked yeah i read a little about the sherpas too and it is like it does seem that they kind of exploit them a little oh yeah like it seems i don't know 
Yeah, and it's like sad too because the, this is like a a job that's so incredibly risky, but it pays like four times what their other jobs would pay per year. Yeah. And so it's like I was reading about some of these Sherpas where it was like the Sherpas were like there's one Sherpa that I was reading about who was on his way up a pathway and he, he one of the people on his expedition team was a Japanese doctor and he the Japanese doctor was like looking at him and taking his blood pressure and he was like you can't ascent like do not go up to the mountain you need to go down to base camp now like, you'll Oof. die if you continue to stay but by the next year he had joined again because he needed the money so bad and yeah. what happened when he climbed the mountain? The guy had a freaking stroke. Awesome. Yeah. And the worst part is he didn't die. So he ended up like sleeping in the snow and sleeping there for two days while the expedition team that he was with climbed a mountain. And then when they came back down, they finally picked him up and took him home, but by the time they took him home, he was... Let's see what my notes say. He was, like... <clears throat> da 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 Got on my notes. Uh, <laughs> uh. Oh, am I going the wrong way? Oh, it's right here. Um, His name was... Jesus. Ong Furuba. And... Ooh. He was literally told to go, but he didn't, and he came back, and he, like, was paralyzed on his left side, and he totally couldn't speak anymore. But Whoa. his wife stays and takes care of him, but in some people's cases, their wives don't stay. Like, the guy who had the stroke that fell asleep on a mountain, mm -hmm. um, oh, I mix those two up. Oh, that's gonna be a little confusing. You guys are gonna have to figure it out. <laughs> okay, you know what? Quick, I'm gonna fix it, edit it. Quick, too long, don't read. I'm gonna talk really fast. So, Aang Faruba was the first guy I was reading about. <laughs> He's the one who had uh, was told by the Japanese guy that if you keep going up, you're gonna have a stroke, so don't do that. And then he was like, ah, I can't. And then he goes back up the mountain. Well, he had a, he had a stroke, and he didn't uh, stop. So then, now his left side is paralyzed and he can't speak. His wife takes care of him. The next guy was, oh god, this is that guy's name whose name I fucked up. Lakba. Lakba Galzen. Gaklin? Gakin. Glalkin. Glalzen. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a stroke and is now getting around with a cane, but he has very limited speech. He lost his wife and his two kids because they didn't want to take care of him. He was oh. at 20,000 feet in the air when he... Uh, he, he had a stroke and then he slept in a spot for two days. This is the guy that got abandoned. And the Chinese team didn't come back for him for two days because they had to go finish the expedition. Aww. But uh, the, the fucked up thing is like that Chinese expedition that hired him, they weren't paying his any of his bills. They didn't pay for his hospitalization. They didn't pay for shit for him. Wow. Yeah, so he lost his wife and he also went full in debt because of because of it what's that yeah pretty crazy but it, i found out like at the cost to go to everest all you have to do is have a credit card and you can sign up for them apparently mm -hmm. um but they cost thirty thousand dollars at the low end to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars so the fact that sherpas only get to see like six thousand of that is crazy to me yeah 
the other guy that I was reading about called Chawang, he earned $6,000 per job because he was like a famous one. Um, but the guy that he still worked with was still making 50k, so he was just like, what the fuck? Wow. But yeah, that's, that's, that's all I learned about Everest. Dude, it's just, ugh. I've like read a little about the Sherpas too, and I don't know, I get a weird feeling about it. You, you get real on Sherp about it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear my joke, husband? You get real on Sherp about it. A Sherpa. A sure. <laughs> He's laughing so hard right now, you don't even understand it. No one's laughing, Linda. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even married. My husband's not real. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I learned, and I lied. I do have a husband, and he is real. <laughs> Tell him. I'm telling you right now. Listen, and if you say anything else, I'll sue you for slander. Better watch yourself, that's right, this girl knows lawyers. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, Mount Everest, man, this was a trip. I, like, I don't, I didn't really know that much about it, mm -hmm. other than, like, it's a big mountain that people climb. Uh -huh. But when you get into, like, the logistics and the numbers, it's pretty crazy. Tell me, what are these crazy numbers? That are, that are giving you logistical nightmares. <laughs> well, let's get right into the numbers then, Linda. <laughs> Number one. Did you know it takes a long time to climb Mount Everest? No way! I thought you'd climb it like a day! Of course I knew it took more than a day! <laughs> well, you're right, Linda. And this is pretty crazy because it's our 10th episode, but it takes 10 days just to get to base camp. Whoa! From yeah. the ground up or from the top down? The ground up. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so, so this is the journey, you get off the plane, and you're like at the, the trailhead to Mr. Mount Everest, so it, from that trailhead, it takes you 10 days just to get to the base camp. Jesus, that's so much climbing. Yeah, and then once you get to the base camp, that's when you have to stay at the camp for up to six weeks, sometimes longer, so you can... Shh. <laughs> Acclimatize? I wanted to say it. <laughs> so you could acclimate? <laughs> so you can... So, yeah, I guess so. See, I was going to say acclimatization. <laughs> but now that I'm saying it in the context of that sentence, you're mm -hmm. right.
So it takes you 10 days to get to base camp, and then it takes you six weeks at base camp. You have to stay there for six weeks just so your body can get used to the higher elevation and the climate and stuff. And then after that six weeks or more, once you're used to it, then it takes a day to get to the top. What? Like, if you're going to climb Everest, it's legit, like, two months. What the... What? You really can climb the Everest in one day? Yeah, from the base camp up, it's, like, a day. What? But that's, like, the scariest part. That's why you have to stay at base camp for so long, so your body can get used to the higher elevation. Oh, my gosh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yikes, I wonder what happens if you don't let your body get used to it. You die. Oh, but I mean, like, what happens? (laughs) You fall apart. (laughs) (laughs) You come apart like somebody unzipped your arms and legs and you just fall apart into pieces on the mountain. Yeah. I don't think this. I don't do this. How people die on the mountain? No, actually, I did look up some stuff on that, but we're still in the numbers portion of my Mount Everest report. (laughs) So that was the number one chunk of numbers that I was like, "Whoa, two months, two months to climb this mountain, nanners." And then you you got into how expensive it is. Mm. Yeah, it can be expensive. Uh-huh. So like the like most expensive private climbs are like $200,000. Wow. And those include your own private guide, experienced sherpas, um the time when you get to like get used to the climate and stuff. Uh-huh. And then you get unlimited oxygen tanks and then nutrition and training plans. Jesus! So that's like the most expensive package. And then the like cheapest you can do it, like you said, was like around like 30000 And like with that, you just have to be like really experienced and like pay a Sherpa to help you. Jeez. Mm-hmm. That's crazy how easy it is. Yeah. So, like, I kind of talked a little bit about Sherpas, too. Because it seems like... I don't know. It seems like... Okay. It's not possible to climb Mount Everest on your own. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have help. And you're right. It feels like the Sherpas, they don't get any credit. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, they're the ones that do all the hard work, and then, like, they're usually not, like, considered certified guides, but the guides rely on them, like, a shit ton. Dang. So, like, they legit do, like, all the work without, like, being considered, like, legit guides. Yeah, it's like the, it's like uh, all the people that... Or like, oh, that that guy's action shot is amazing. But then like, but dude, the cameraman, the camera one's doing that action shot and holding a camera. Yeah, they do so much because they'll like um, carry up people's stuff. 
but then they also like run ahead and set up all the ropes for their climbers yeah. and stuff. Like they do so much. And then they also cook. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's it's like they're just they're like they're the mules. That's what they treat them like. They treat yeah. them like subhuman, like they're mules. It's true. It made me a little sad to read about Sherpas. Yeah. For sure. And then you had like talked about how they've like like their bodies have like legit evolved. Uh-huh. Which was crazy to read about. Yeah, like there's like legit science in it where like they can really survive better at higher altitudes. It yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how natural selection works that out. Yeah, it was very interesting. But then, like, yeah, they do have, like, these risky jobs. And a third of the Mount Everest deaths are Sherpas. Oh, it's so sad. sad. And, like, it made me sad to read about that because they talked about how, like, their job is already risky, but then, like, the people that are paying for these trips are kind of like their bosses. So, like, they're usually i mean think about the clientele of people who spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars to climb a mountain think about yeah. how that person would treat like a service person yeah so, like i'd imagine they have like these asshole people that are like come on like let's go further and their sherpas are probably like no we should slow down yeah like, a little high elevation but then these people like make them push their limits and don't listen so they talked about like some deaths being like because of that which is sad that's sad i know like when it's i hate it when people who are inexperienced feel like they are the experienced ones yeah it's neoners all right so where are we i do have some more numbers. We're at home. <laughs> Here's some more numbers for you, Linda. I'm ready. So like I said, it takes up to two months to do, and it's a total of 77 miles with 18,000 feet of elevation. Jesus. Gain. Yeah. It's oh my a big god. Deal. I'm imagining that slope. Oh god. Yeah. So. It's a big deal of a mountain, you could say. Um, now let's talk about deaths, Linda. Oh, I'm ready. Hit me with it. All right. So here's some more numbers for you. Now, over 300 people have died on Mount Everest, and oh. they estimate that there's over 200 bodies on Mount Everest. Wow. But the actual number is unknown. Oh my god. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of bodies that you can't even see. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into some more numbers. Now, 2023, that's this current year, has been one of the deadliest climbing years in a while. Really? Yeah. Now this is my personal opinion on that. My personal opinion is that the pandemic is over and people like have their weird little dreams and they're like, remember the pandemic? We were gonna explore and climb Mount Everest. So I think it's just cause it's more busy that there's more deaths 
But that's oh. my own personal opinion. That would make sense. I think so. But anyways, back to these numbers. <clears throat> so I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready too. So uh, there were 10 deaths this May. And that was three Sherpas died from a collapsing ice tower. Aww. And then the other seven deaths were due to sickness. So in total, it was four Sherpas that died and then six um, climbers. Jeez. And that was just this May. But some of the most deadly years, as far as like how many deaths, just to put it into perspective. Ah, right. Okay. So 2014, there were 16 deaths. Oh, That's wow. the most deaths there's ever been in a year. Was that the avalanche? I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's because the avalanche. I, I think, just looked up numbers. I'm I think, just the number guy. <laughs> I think I looked that up and saw that in 2014 they had an avalanche. Yeah, so 16 deaths that year, and then the second deadliest year was 1996, and that was 15 deaths. Wow. So this year is 10 deaths. So it's like bumping up there. And oh. you know what else? Yeah? It's our 10th episode. Whoa! <laughs> Damn! That is so true! Whoa! Yeah, yeah, I know. That's good. I told you these numbers are spooky. Yeah, this is everything's <laughs> kind of lining up. Yeah. Kind of scary. <laughs> All right, so these are the common reasons people die on Mount Everest. Number one, you got your avalanches. I mean, it's a snowy mountain, the snow falls, boom, avalanche. Number two are your falls. It's a mountain. You're mountain climbing. You could fall. Boom, <laughs> falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number three, hypothermia, frostbite, exposure, Oof. that stuff. I mean, it's a cold-ass mountain. Oh, yeah. Sense. And then number four was heart attacks. Because, I mean, you're climbing uh -huh. a big-ass mountain with very little oxygen. Uh-huh. It makes sense. And then the last one was altitude sickness. And again, that makes sense. I didn't know people could get sick from altitude sickness. Well, I mean, <gasps> you can, but I didn't know you could die from it. Why? Do well, I know? <laughs> do, do, do you know? Uh, I think you can die from it. I think I talk about it. We need a guest call to come uh, yes, in. If yes. you're if you're a doctor, <laughs> could you please call in? We've got questions no. for you. No, I did. I talked about it. Okay. So we'll jump right into the death zone. So the death zone is what they call the last 4,000 feet of the hike um, because at about 25,000 feet, you can't metabolize oxygen. So your muscles break down and then fluid can build up in your lungs and around uh, your brain and your brain swells and you can lose cognition. What? So that's how you would die from high altitude. What? So you have to go to the top of the summit and then immediately start going back down? Yeah, pretty much. 
So that death zone is the last 4,000 feet, and that's why when you climb up there, you have to have all sorts of oxygen tanks, because up there, um, oxygen levels are just a third of what they are at sea level. And then on top of that, the barometric pressure makes things feel 10 times heavier. Oh. Yeah, so your body, like, legit, like, starts to fall apart at that height. And they said that, like, most climbers, they, like, can't survive up there for more than 48 hours. Whoa. So it's legit, like, once you get in that area, you have to move fast and go up and then go back down. Jeez. Yeah. Isn't that spooky? A lot of people had to die for them to figure that information out. That's pretty yeah. sad. It's nanners. Um, That's crazy. And then, like, on top of, like, all the physical stuff, they talk about, like, how it can mess with your brain. And I guess in that, like, death zone, people, like, actually can go into psychosis and they'll forget that they're on Everest and they'll start, like, doing, like, irrational things like taking off their clothes even though it's cold and they need them. And, like, oh. a lot of climbers up there have, like, experienced, like, um, seeing, like, other climbers that don't exist and other companions that don't exist and, like, having conversations with them. That's scary. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's spooky. Yeah. There. Dude, there's probably a shit ton of ghosts up there, too. Yeah, so, like, there are, like, a buttload of bodies up there. Oh, yeah, Rainbow Ridge. So they have this area of the trail that they call Rainbow Ridge because there's so many dead bodies that <gasps> are wearing brightly colored clothes. Oh my god. Oh, that that's that's morbid. Yeah. But like since it's so dangerous to go up there, like they don't remove the bodies cuz it's like why yeah. would we risk like killing more people just to get this body down? Yeah. That being said, some people do pay to like get the bodies removed and it's expensive. Yeah, I don't doubt it. What and about dangerous? What about like, people green boots? Have died. Did green, green boots, boots die there? Green boots is still there. He's like a like the most famous dead body up there. He's like a trail marker. Is he on Rainbow Ridge? Oh, I don't know. I actually didn't read that. I don't oh, know. huh? Interesting. Yeah, great manners. Um, but some of the other famous bodies. Did you read about that David Sharp guy? No, uh, I don't think so. His story was kind of interesting. So like, he froze to death. He like. And I think he went up to climb by himself, which, like, a lot of people don't suggest you do. They, like, Ooh. suggest you go with a team. Uh-huh. So he tried to go up by himself, and then he was in the same cave as Green Boots, and he was, like, huddled up and cold and, like, shivering. And 40 people walked past him, no one helped him, and he died. Ooh. So his body was next to Green Boots for a really long time. Um, and, like, I guess it was in the media, too. Like, people were like, how fucked up is this? That, like, 40 people all walked past him and just let him die. And then, like, people were defending all the climbers, being like, yeah, like, why would they risk their own lives? Like, what the heck? Yeah. But then also, like, when you are at high altitude like that, you can make irrational decisions and, like, bad judgment calls. So people were like, 
oh well i was up there but like i didn't even think about that and it's like not necessarily that they're a bad person it's just that their brain was like mm, i need oxygen <laughs> <laughs> how does things work that's yeah. scary yeah but I... his body was like a famous one because like there were so many people that walked past him as he was dying wow that's sad Mm-hmm. All those people yeah. that wanted to help but couldn't. I know. And then, let's see. I have just a few more things. So, the oldest body there, like you said, was George Mallory. And I read a little about him, and he was kind of a cool dude. Oh, yeah? He yeah, he was kind of interesting. So he wanted to be the first person to summit, and then he went missing, and then, like, they ended up finding his body 75 years later. But uh-huh. He wanted to be the first, but he wasn't. The first person to summit was, like, in the 50s. Uh-huh. 1953, um, Tim Gay! Or something. There we go. Hill Gay. Oh, <laughs> Hillary, not to be confused with Clinton. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> So they were the first to summit, but this dude wanted to be the first. Which in 1924, like, when you think about climbing Everest, I feel like I respect the people more, like, way back then. Yeah. Because, like, in 1924, did they even have, like, intense oxygen tanks you could bring on a hike? Like, I don't even know. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like now we have so many, like, high-tech like survival things you can buy to help you so back then i'm like i respect it mm -hmm. you know but anyways <laughs> <laughs> and this george guy he was a famous mountaineer and he was like kind of cool so he talked about how like the reason he liked to climb mountains was because climbing was a man's desire to conquer the universe. Isn't that cute? What about a woman's desire to conquer the universe? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I was here for your last comment, by the way. I was just at the fridge drinking juice. <laughs> and I was in the middle of a gulp. <laughs> I think that's a precious little tidbit about climbing well, i think it's um, fucking lame <laughs> a man's desire to conquer the universe what if we well you could change it you know what linda you're right let's update it for 2023 <clears throat> a person's desire to conquer the universe that does sound better yes all right women can um, really wear verse too wear verse oh my god world universe <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he also had this other sassy quote where someone was like, why do you, like some reporter, I think, was like, well, George, well, here I am in the 1920s a reporter. Um, why, why do you want to be the first to climb Mount Everest? And his response was, because it's there. Mm. It's a little sassy, but also That's a, cool. That is kind of a cool line. I yeah. respect it. Yeah, he ended up dying on it though. But he is the oldest oh. body on it. So that's oh, okay. how old was he? Um, not like age-wise, but he was the climber from the twenties. Oh. Yeah. So his body's been there since nineteen twenty-four. Mm. So a hundred years, just about. 
Mm-hmm. Manners. Anyways, so, like, back in George's day, it was, like, pretty cool to climb Mount Everest, right? Yeah. Like, it was, like, untouched, a really big, impressive feat. Now, it's kind of a joke. Like, people, like, legit mountaineers and legit climbers consider climbing Mount Everest more of, like, an exercise in crowd control than an actual, like, legit feat right now. What? Isn't that interesting? It's because it's so overcrowded. So there's, like, there's a few reasons for it. One of them is because it's really overcrowded. Um, so they compared it to, like, Disneyland, like... Where, like, you're going to climb this mountain, but there's so many people on it that you have to wait in lines, like, as you're climbing. Yeah. Yeah. Screw that. I know. Um, so, yeah, that, and that's, like, another reason why people die, actually, is because of those little traffic jams up there. Because some people won't plan for that, so they'll run out of oxygen tanks. God. Because they won't take that into account to their time hiking. No freaking way. Yeah. But also, like, it's overcrowded, and also, it's all about money. Like, truly, you just need money to climb it. Yeah. When you buy your climbing permit, so the climbing permit costs $11,000, which is wild. Huh. And Nepal's climbing industry is worth $300 million a year. Oh, wow. That's, like, a shit ton of money. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, so these climbing permits, there's no cap on how many permits they are willing to give out every year, which is silly because yeah. the only time you can climb is in May because that's like the only time that the weather, which is shit in May too, like people are still dying, but it's the only time that the weather makes it safe enough for you to even try to climb up. So, in one month, they have no cap on, like, how many people can go up there and climb. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. But then, on top of that, there's also no physical requirements for the permit. Like, you don't have to pass, like, a physical test. Yeah. Which, like, you just pay money. I, so, like, I... there's, like, rich people that just pay money, and then they don't know, like, how to climb, and then they just die up there. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> silly. I, I actually read that the Sherpas sometimes aren't even trained. Like, they only know what they know based on, like, what family members have told them because they're all Sherping. See, that's manners. Yeah. Like, when you, like, get into it, it's, like, not as glamorous and cool as it sounds. <laughs> yeah. It also kind of just makes me wonder, like... Who is, like, these people who make these summits over and over again, and they're not the Sherpas, but who is willingly doing Everest over and over and over again? I know, it's interesting, because, like, it seems like torture to me, like, for one, going on a really long hike, for two, that's really crowded, uh -huh. and, like, that's legit, like, in an inhospitable environment, like, where that humans aren't supposed to be in. It's just a whole bunch of negatives for me. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. No I freaking way. What you said. Wait. Wait, I forgot what I said, too. <laughs> Something about a big freaking... Oh, why? Who? who is it that's coming to these mountains over and, oh, over, and, over, and, over, and over again? Over and over. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, wow. doing it once sounds terrible. Like, I'm not even an adrenaline junkie. I have no desire to conquer anything I haven't conquered before, but it's like... Jeez. Such a weird yeah. thing for people to want to do. It is, and because, like, now, like, as long as you have the proper, like, equipment and team, like, you can likely, like, make it up. So it's like there's not as much, like... I don't know Danger? how to say it. No... It's not as, like, impressive when you do it, I feel like. Oh, it's not as big a feat. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because technology's getting better, and it's yeah, like... Yeah, that makes if sense. If you have enough money, you can just get a team to carry you up. Yeah. Like, as Jesse J said, it's not about the money, money, money. It's <laughs> all about something, something, something. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, Mount Everest. <laughs> yeah. Is that all you learned? That's all I learned. That, that's where I'm oh, tapping no. out. Nice. Well, that was a really interesting episode. I thought we were going to get into, like, the, like these are all the dead people, but I am proud of the fact that we stayed fairly respectful. Yeah, I mostly, like, thought it was interesting to learn how, like, commercialized that crime is. Like, it's mm -hmm. wild to see, like, all the pictures of people climbing and, like, just the lines of climbers. Yeah. Like, it's legit like a Disneyland ride. It's wild. Yeah, I saw that Instagram or Twitter post of that person putting it out there. And yeah, they're like, this is what the top of Everest looks like, and it's a huge yeah. line. It's wild. It makes sense, though, because, like, they have no cap on permits. You can only hike up in one month. And, like, um, the number of permits they get is usually, I think this year it was, like, around 400. Usually uh -huh. it's around, like, two to 300. So that's how many people are trying to hike that in one month. Like, it's a really small window. Yeah. God. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, insane. Nanners. Nanners. <sighs> and it really, like, isn't that... I'm saying this, but I just want to remind people <laughs> that I would be in no shape to hike it <laughs> at all. But it's really not that long when you think about it. Like, it's a 77 miles, like, total. Mm hmm? Like, that's long. But also when you're thinking about this huge feat of, like, this giant climb, I'd expect, like, hundreds of miles. Is yeah. That not a good thing to say. <laughs> no, no, I I agree. Like you're saying like in the grand scheme of things, looking at the numbers, the sheer numbers of it all, it really doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to traverse or complete. Ah, this is what I'm trying to say. Right? 77 miles with that many people on it would make <laughs> it really crowded. That's what I'm <laughs> 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 I misunderstood you. And Honestly, I misunderstood me too. <laughs> I, <laughs> I appreciate you taking say. the time to clarify that. I didn't. <laughs> I clarified nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Lillian, are you excited that we climbed Everest today? 
Yeah, for our 10th episode, that was a big one. Yeah, this was a big one. Mount Everest. Ah. We climbed Mount Everest. Number 10. Wow. Double digits. Man, Lillian, with all this, all these episodes coming out, do you think we'll ever or damn it, do you think we'll that ever get good. do you think we'll ever get to Everest again? No, it was so much better the first time you said it. The first time it was do you think we'll ever rest? <laughs> That was yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> it was good when you repeated it, but in my head it sounded fucked up. No, it was perfect. Ah, you really nailed good. it. I was thinking of that one for a little while. You really nailed it. Yeah, the you know. The finale. That was a good one to end, uh, end this episode on. Yeah, that was good stuff. Oh, shit. You hear that, Lillian? Oh my gosh. Bing, it's bing. the school bell. And you know what that means, guys. Class, Class dismissed. Oh, episode 10. The fuck out of my room. Tell mom I want hot buckets now. <laughs> oh no, I can't get out of the <laughs> I'm lost. Jesus. Oh no, Lillian. I didn't hit.